Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Post 20 Podcast. You're now listening to episode 199 of the show. My name is Evan. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Matt. What's going on? Another great day in the summer, uh, especially when I'm off. I was telling Evan earlier, been working six days a week, like 10 to 12 hours, but uh, nobody really cares about that. We're here for the ball, with yeah. the transfer news and all the preseason videos are out and uh, people are training. Everybody's starting to come back, all the people from holiday. So it's getting, it's exciting times. We're only, I think we're under 30 days now from the first game kickoff uh, between city, Man City and Burnley. So yep. it's, it's, it's coming really fast. Summer's and summer is a, uh, we're getting right through it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was talking to my brother this morning he had plans, uh, him and his buddy, they were supposed to go to England. They were going to go to London uh, and then, you know, ride up into Ireland. But uh, it's I don't think it's going to work out. He His plan was to see uh, on Labor Day weekend Arsenal versus Manchester United and, and his buddy, oh his buddy God. bailed on him. And I don't have a passport. Uh, my passport's not current. So uh, that's not really going to work for me. And in the service industry, it's it's quite tough to uh, even with the pull I have where I work. It's very very tough to get off on Labor Day weekend. So uh, it's looking like that that trip may be uh, postponed or all around canceled, which is unfortunate. That's a once in a lifetime opportunity. It right is. There. It's a once in a lifetime. I'm sure tickets would have been outrageously expensive. Um, and I wish you know at the same time, like I'm upset that he's not going for him. But I, I would like to. I would like us to be able to share that experience, and there was just no way that I was going to be able to swing that trip. So I think maybe we'll just have to postpone. I, I'd love to go. Um, you know, obviously, I'd love to to go and see my club in person at you know at home. Uh, but unfortunately, that just doesn't seem like it's in the cards this year. That that would be incredible to do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about it. The, the 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 great banter and the times over there would be you know, legendary. It would be fantastic. I mean, I'm not sure if I'd ever come back. You might, I might just be face down in a pub, and that would be it, right? <laughs> there, there's yeah. there would be nothing like going and and seeing a game, and then just slamming a fucking keg of Guinness after between you and you know your two mates or whoever you're with. Uh, that would be fucking mega. But yeah, unfortunate. I figured I'd share it on the show. Obviously, uh, football related. So today's uh, agenda, I mean, we don't have all that much to talk about, to be fair. Um, the transfer news, not that it's quieted down. Uh, the quality of transfer, we will say, has just maybe dropped off a touch. Uh, we talked about all of the crazy moves. Uh, we talked about Mount. We talked about Rice, things of that nature. There's a couple of uh, players on here that have... Since we mentioned them, uh, Tonali being one, Pau Torres being another, these guys have actually signed their contracts, so we'll go over that, the fees uh, and whatnot. But I guess uh, we'll, we'll sort of start at the bottom. Uh, Dominic Soboslai, who we did speak about uh, on the last show, officially transferred in, 22 years old, from Leipzig to Liverpool uh, for 70 million euros. Uh, we mentioned that, and then Tonali as well, sixty-four million to Newcastle. All the paperwork is signed. Uh, are you excited to see a player like Sandro Tonali? I mean, we we are just not—we're really not that far away from the beginning of the season. Do you think? To, because we didn't really talk about this. Do you think Tonali is 
a piece that that brings Newcastle to the next level and allows Gimaraes to play even further up the pitch? Uh, or do you think there are other spots on the pitch where maybe Newcastle could have improved? Because I didn't see a lot of holes last year. No, I think I have to go with your first part of that. Um, yeah. I think he, he takes that six role, that defensive mid spot, mm-hmm. and he allows Gimaraes to push up the field, as you mentioned, because he's such a dynamic player, can go box to box, and has just that natural instinct to be at the right place at the right time, and he's just an X-factor for them. So I don't really know too much about Tenali. I know just from he's growing up amazing. with that, he's always been like a top prospect and an incredible town in Italy. This is going to be his first time playing out of the country. So it's going to be, we're going to have to see if he's if he gets off the ground running, um, or yeah, if he hits the ground running right away, or if it takes him a little while to get used to the culture and the, the play style of the Premier League, especially in Newcastle, where those people are absolute diehards and they'll back you to the death, to the end. But um, we'll have to see how he gets integrated into the culture. Um, he's the most expensive Italian mm-hmm. uh, transfer now, passing Jorginho, who was the previous holder to Chelsea back in like 2018 or 17. Yep. So it's going to be good. I think he's a great, great ad. That the midfield is definitely where they needed to increase their productivity and just uh, efficiency because we saw with a year not even a year or two ago it was like john joe shelby willock longstaff um joe ellington's done a good job in there too but they're pushing him more towards one of those wings so i think the team's filling out nicely and it's it's really tough to to see where else they can add but it's gonna they need to find ways to to build the squad more because now they're in the champions league and so on so it's gonna be it's gonna be a great year for them right now in my opinion yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, we're talking about AC Milan, sort of. Uh, it appears that your boy, our boy, really, Captain America, uh, has exited Chelsea. Mauricio Pochettino gave him his walking papers and said, you have no future uh, at the club. Not my words. Those were his words uh, per the ESPN report that I read. Um, and they were looking to raise about 50 million for that transfer. Chelsea were expecting, uh, initially to, to bring in around 45 to 50 million. Uh, and it appears that Christian Pulisic will be leaving Chelsea for just over 20 million euros, which I think if he can stay healthy is a fantastic signing for AC Milan. Uh, it is a bit tough to, to see him leave Chelsea. It was just Things didn't go as well as they could have for him at the club. I mean, Project Restart was a uh, fantastic little stretch for him, but injuries have just absolutely plagued him. So I'm curious to to get your opinion on you know, his time there, how you feel about his exit, and how you're feeling about how he'll fit in uh, in the system at AC Milan, because they are a good side. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like he was there for so long at Chelsea, but he's That's been there for 2019. four years. Yep. We brought him in from Dortmund um, when he was only like 20 years old, and he came in for around 70 mil, mm-hmm. which was a, a, the, is the record for an American, and is he was held at such a high regard, but could never get that full run of games. I think the, I saw he played like 120-some games, 26 goals, 21 assists. He won a Super Cup, a Champions League, and a, and a Club World Cup, so... Earned some silverware. He earned the, the biggest prize of them all at the club level in the Champions League as well. Um, I, I think he's the only American to do it, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, it was it's tough. He faced injuries. He faced 
four to five managers during his time there. Couldn't get any favor with any of them, and the only one really he did was Lampard, but that was during the, the COVID times when uh, they couldn't bring anybody in, so he was guaranteed time there. So yep. he's it's a great sign for Milan for only 20 mil. It It's going to be good for their brand and their marketing to get more American more of an American audience. Uh, I know they're on ESPN+, Plus, so you can watch games on there. And they also brought in Loftus-Cheek from Chelsea as well. So he has a... And a Tomori's there as well. So he has familiar faces there from Chelsea. So he'll be integrated nicely there. Um, tough scenes for him, though, because Zlatan just retired. So he was a season away from playing with Zlatan. Yeah, it would have been nice. Which, that would have been a great thing to do, a great mentor to have. But... Yeah, I think he should get some significantly increased play time. Uh, the Serie A is one of the top five leagues. They they are in the Champions League, so he's back in that tournament, and he's playing with the likes of Rafael Liao, who is an up-and-coming prospect there, too. And It's going to be good. That's going to be a good team. They're going to compete for the, the Italian title mm-hmm. with Juventus going through all their troubles and uh, Inter trying to get Lukaku back. So. It's a, I think it's a good situation for him, and I'm, I'm hoping for the best because we got, we need him to be at his top game for the World Cup in three years, and and uh, even the the Copa America next summer in America, we need him to be ready for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll stay on Chelsea because they've let quite a few other players out. Uh, former club captain Cesar Aspilicueta, or Dave, more commonly known as Dave, has left the club. Aged 33, he is heading back to Spain to Atletico Madrid. What say you on the exit of Dave? I will say he was set to go to Inter Milan, but mm-hmm. Atleti came in at the 11th hour and took him. Obviously, he wanted to be closer to home and, and family. So I'm happy he made the move there to play with Simeone. He, he actually took Matt Doherty's spot, who they let go, and he's apparently coming back to Wolves. But I think... It's really sad. He posted the farewell video. It was really emotional. He's like he was the last player of that age where he was linked to Drogba and Lampard and all those guys and just serial winners and the dominance we had at the time in those days. And now to to the modern day, he was has just been carrying the load on his back on and off the field. A, a phenomenal leader. He definitely said he will come back in some capacity to the club and the. Whether it's management or behind this behind the curtain in scouting or whatever, I don't know. But or as like club ambassador, it's going to be something he deserves. He's a lot. He's going to be a lifelong Chelsea man, and um, I'm just happy he's going to be able to play and get out of this shit situation where it's it is a massive massive t- uh, turning of the. Or what is it? The the times are changing. Just yeah. this mass exodus. We thought at the start of the summer we were only going to be able to get rid of maybe five or six. We would I would have thought that would have been great, but we're up to like twelve, thirteen players mm-hmm. that are that are gone since then. Babarama went to Pauk in Greece on a free. Yep. We saw uh, David Datro Fofana got loaned out to Union Union Berlin in Germany where. Uh, Brendan Aronson is also loaned out to from Leeds, so yep. they're going to be teammates. Um, and then, yeah, Mason Mount, like you mentioned, went through. So we still have a couple more players to go, but uh, yeah, I think Dave being the, the most impactful one to leave up there with Mount 
Yeah, for sure. And I will say Mason Mount played yesterday. He looked like shit. Uh, I had to go deep into the YouTube wormhole to find highlights, but he he did not look yeah. great at United. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that makes you happy or sad, but I know it was his first performance. He uh, he looked to be a bit off the pace. He's got some work to do there for for sure. It's going to take a little bit of time for him to get going. Also, it's preseason. We talked about last year not getting too much into preseason, but then again, we saw Arsenal have a great preseason and it went into a, a, a historic year for them. But yep. Yeah, you got to take it with a grain of salt. And um, Matt was playing with a, a handful of youth guys. He only played a half. It, it was, I think, the only starters were Sancho, Varane, and Martinez. So, yeah, I think Wambasaka maybe too. But yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that United team is because they haven't made any major signings besides Mount, and uh, they're still trying to bring in Onana and goal because obviously they officially let go of De Gea. Yeah, that's true. Uh, David De Gea's time uh, is over at Manchester United. There is no word on where he will wind up. Uh, I haven't even seen any rumors, really any concrete rumors, that is. Uh, it's looking like United will be going in for Andre Onana, uh, the interkeeper, former Ajax keeper. Uh, we know that, that Ajax just creates unbelievable talent, but... It's it's gonna be tough, I think, for for United to to get the deal done. It seems like Inter is really asking for for a considerable sum. Um, the initial bid or or asking price uh, was about fifty mil, I think, or or that's what United offered. Uh, and it seems like Inter want north of that sum. So I I think that's that's a lot to spend on a keeper. Uh, but as United right now, I mean, you, you have to get somebody that is mega, you know, that that's genuinely really good, uh, to replace a, a club legend like De Gea. And for as long as I can remember, for the most part, United have had a sick keeper. So it's only really been Van der Sar and De Gea since I guess this would be like what late nineties. That's when Van der Sar came in. Um, so they have, they, they definitely need to get somebody in and, for their for their sake, I hope um, Andre Onana is that guy because he is uh, extremely talented for sure. Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, yeah, it seems like he's the guy they want. There's no plan B on a goalie yet, and no. the faster that deal can get made, the quicker Inter can raise their bid for Lukaku because we're pretty stiff on our dealing with him. I think they're only at thirty mil right now. They're offering, and we want closer to fifty. So. Hopefully, the sooner that that Onana deal gets done, the quicker Lukaku can leave because he's in a situation where he thought he had the power, and now we're just like, well, if you're not gone, you're not coming to play with us because you're not yeah. coming on the American tour. So it's pretty much your you got to go. You need your club to pay more for you if they really want you, if they really value you, they will pay it. Yeah, and apparently, I mean, from everything at the top at Inter, they they really, really, really want Lukaku. He's really a part of their future plans, and he's not necessarily young anymore either. I think, uh, you know, 30. they they say that right thirty. He's he's getting over the hill soon enough, uh, especially a player that relies so much on his physical uh, skills, which is what Lukaku is. We we know he's not a. Uh, extremely effective finisher Let, let's just put it that way uh we won't go into the nicknames that lukaku has but i, I just don't I, I don't see how he's worth 50 mil uh at at 
30 years old and considering his track record in crunch time i mean that is that's bold if you're entered to to make that that play and buy that player but what do you know man i mean or what do we know they were in the fucking champions league final um to be fair they had to beat oh benfica to get in in the semis but uh you know it's it's just one of those things i'm i'm sure that lukaku will be in uh, the the black and blue uh, next season. I have no doubts. I just don't know what the number is going to be uh, when it's all said and done. Um, okay, uh, we talked about pretty much everybody that left uh, Chelsea, Fofana to Union Berlin, Raman Baba, who I think Chelsea have rostered for like ten seasons in a row now. At this point, I feel like I've known yeah. that name forever. Uh, gone to PAOK, uh, Salonika in Greece. Uh, Roberto for Firmino from Liverpool officially transferred into Al Ali. He joins the Saudi regime uh, on a free. We had another one go through officially. Granite Jaka leaving Arsenal. Thank you for your service, big man. To Bayern Leverkusen, we got 25 million euros for that one to help fund, I suppose, the transfer of Declan Rice. Although those papers are not signed yet. No, it's it's a bit drama there. I don't think it's anything major, but yeah, this has been going on for weeks, man. It's it's really weird. Same thing with the timber deal. Yep, neither of those things are signed, and I think that probably comes down to whatever uh, Edu is is trying trying to maneuver. Uh, he is a notoriously shady character. Uh, gets the business done when it needs to be done, but. I uh, I don't know why things are being held up. We I would really really like to see the paperwork signed, uh, especially for Timber Rice. I mean, uh, if we're not going to spend the hundred million, then whatever. But I I feel like they agreed on it. Hundred five. That's the price. Uh, just sign the fucking papers. He's done his medical. We know he's a healthy player. He hasn't been out in some time. Uh, I don't really think it should be that much of an issue, and it seems like it kind of is. So hopefully they sign that uh, soon. Another one yeah. that I wanted to to talk about was Ellis Sims, a 22-year-old center forward from Everton, who we saw, uh, honestly, a considerable amount last year coming in as a substitute or getting a start when we didn't see DCL. He goes to Coventry for 7 million euros. I'm not really sure why you would let go of pretty much your only other attacking option, who is young, uh, go to you know a lower league. I'm just not understanding why Everton would do this. Seven million isn't anything fancy. Uh if it's a loan, it's a different story, but it's not. This is a straight up transfer. And I don't know what Everton have up their sleeves, but they need to be focusing on getting attacking players, which they're just not doing. I think the most recent talks we're hearing is they're they're looking to go in on Anthony Alanga from Man United, potentially oh. get him on one of the flanks as an option prior to replace Anthony Gore in there. They need a striker, um, though. Yeah, they they only have DCL and, and Neil Malpai at the moment. So, yeah. like you mentioned, Sims was like that third kind of guy. He was similar build to DCL, and I guess Sean Dice didn't see enough from him, so he's out. And obviously, our wet dream is about Veghorst going there, which could be a possibility. <laughs> There's plenty of time left, but yeah. it's uh, they're starting to clear things out there for for Everton if Tom Davies Townsend Begovic and Mina all left on without they left their contracts go and they're not bringing back Connor Cody so they're they're their squad's thinning out they've only brought in 
Ashley Young on a free short-term yep. transfer from Villa. So 38 years old, turning 39 this year. We're going to see that experience come into effect start of the season. I don't know what capacities he's going to play. We did see him play a significant role for Villa last year, and they did come uh, seventh. So maybe that rubs off on Everton here. Uh, probably not because they're cursed, but it's uh, that's a signing I didn't see coming for sure. Yeah, I, I genuinely cannot believe that Ashley Young is still playing. I mean, the amount of time that he spent at uh united felt like it was fucking ain't i mean he was there for nearly a decade then he goes to italy then he comes back to england he's with villa it makes sense honestly in my opinion for villa to keep him he's an older player he's obviously uh was an extremely talented uh fullback and now like they just let him go to to everton i don't really know if they can even use i i have no idea i know it's a free but like what's the idea unless you're just using him as like a uh mentor that's that's really the only value a player uh of his age can can serve in my opinion i know he played for villa a considerable amount last season but i don't know yeah him and seamus coleman combined age is at least 70 yeah i, I think seamus coleman is at least 30 so he's probably he's probably 32 or 33 uh yeah. that's that's 70 years old yeah that's that's madness on the flanks that is pure madness um pal torres confirmed to aston villa paperwork is signed we mentioned him last week uh and then the last one of note that i really wanted uh to sort of dig into and something we mentioned but there was no concrete evidence that it would happen was monar Solomon coming in to tottenham on a free transfer he was, of course, on loan with Fulham last year uh, from Shakhtar Donetsk. So he is being relieved of his uh, obligation to the Ukrainians. Good time to get out of Ukraine, probably. Uh, and he will now be a Tottenham player. I am super excited about this. I think we're going to see him uh, as an absolute first-team player. It may take some time for him to get inserted into the squad, but uh, I'm really excited for this, and I, I loved what I saw from him at Fulham last season in the, the sort of limited role that he had. Yeah, with the additions of Madison and bringing back Kulusevski, this Tottenham front three is going to be very, very good, even front four. The, we know their formation is definitely going to change. We're past the Antonio Conte days, so we're, we might see them go from three in the back to four in the back, which could be a fundamental difference in um, how they play and, and their style because uh, we obviously don't know what Ange Postoglu is going to be doing. Um, he's a very decisive manager. He's Him and Sean Dice, when they have their match uh, press conferences, they have the deepest voices, so... It's definitely going to be interesting to see. And obviously the whole Harry Kane drama. We don't know what's going to happen with him going to Bayern. Potentially, maybe they shell out the 100 mil that Daniel Levy wants. But it's it's uh, it's, it's tough times. We're going to find out in the upcoming weeks whether he leaves or goes. Because that could be a big difference in uh, Richarlson's value. Oh, yeah. I forgot that he even existed. So yeah. it's looking like it's ever more likely um, that Kane, if he leaves, will go to one or two teams that would be United or Bayern Munich. Um, I guess with the aging of Thomas Muller, it would make sense, but Kane is not necessarily like a spring chicken. He's not 22, but Bayern have... But Bayern are, are sort of famous for 
using players until they are absolutely finished. I mean, Lewandowski was there into, into his older age. They've had Thomas Muller there forever. Uh, I think back to Robin and Ribéry. Those guys stayed well past their primes. Uh, and even Philip Lom. I feel like Lom played until he was fucking 36 at Bayern. Uh, so they know, they know how to inject enough youth into the squad and at the same time use the experience and, and skill still, uh, of the older players. And, and they just put out a really great product every single year. I mean, they, they win, uh, the Bundesliga pretty much every year and they've, they've dropped off European wise, uh, for sure. But I think some of that comes down to just not having Pep at the helm anymore. And I guess there has been a, a drop-off. When you lose Robin and Ribéry, uh, it, it's tough to fill in those positions on the flanks. I mean, they have Sané and Nabry now, or Nabry instead of, of Robin and Ribéry. That's that's quite a downgrade, in my opinion. Um, Okay, is there anything of note that you wanted to talk about? Those are the players that I sort of wanted to mention. Like I said, it's been kind of quiet. Um, but I was wondering if there's, you know, anything off the top of your head that you sort of want to chat about. Yeah, the breaking as this morning, Jordan Henderson has accepted El oh, yeah. Etifag's proposal. That is Steven Gerrard's team in Saudi Arabia. So personal terms are agreed there. Liverpool and, and the Saudi club have to discuss on a fee because they don't want to let him go on a free. And Klopp's given the green light to Henderson. So... Um, club captain's going to be leaving. What do you think about that going to Saudi? Um, yeah, I mean, he's over the hill. Uh, I, I was on that track or on that, that block all of last season. Uh, I said that it was time, no doubt, for Jordan Henderson to move on. But I felt like maybe he would just move to another club in the Prem and then after maybe one last hurrah with a different club, uh, he would just go back to, to Liverpool and maybe work in a coaching role. But instead, he's just going to take the Saudi bag and go get a house in, in Dubai, I guess. I, I don't know. Uh, people are not happy about this. They're they're not pleased with the fact that Henderson and Stevie G, uh, two club legends of Liverpool, have taken the money. And in a city like Liverpool, where the uh, club identity is so rooted in hard working class people. That's what the scousers are dock workers, things of that nature. It's tough to see your club legends taking just the bag like that and going and working essentially for a morally, I don't even want to say gray, morally just terrible group of folks. Um, I don't give a fuck personally, but I know the the Liverpool fans. Liverpool is almost a socialist city, really. Uh, they are they are not happy uh, about their their club legends go going and essentially being part of the sports washing um, experiment over there. So unlucky for you, but they uh, they got to deal with it because those guys are really they've lost three club legends because Firmino's gone too. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's a tough I look. I don't think he goes if Gerard's not there. I, I agree. The whole poll, and I think Stevie G just wants him there to have a, a leader in his team that he can rely on and to, to get his message out to the players. But I, th I mean, if he stayed realistically with the new players coming in and the rise of the young players improving, we saw Curtis Jones at the U21 Euros. They won, didn't even concede a goal the whole tournament. I mean, in what capacity was his role going to be in the team? Yeah. I guess that's fair. I just, I don't know. 
I, I know people on Twitter are are upset. That's all I've seen from this morning, and I don't, I don't think I'd give a fuck. Like honestly, if if Henri went and took a, because yeah, that's, I guess it's a little different because Henri's like a legend of the game. Stevie G is too, but Henderson not so much. Um, I don't think I'd give a fuck if he went and and worked over there. Like I don't care. It's the same thing for the golfers that I like that went and and played. It doesn't like Phil Mickelson is a complete moron, but it doesn't change my opinion on his greatness and what he did when he was on the PJ Tour. Or all of those wins at Augusta, like it doesn't matter. I don't care, but I think a lot of people really do care. Yeah, it's whatever. It, it comes down to him. him it's money. It's life. their choice. Like if if they want the money, if they want to take the coin, like fucking take it, man. Go ahead. It's not. That's not my my choice. If if you can go to sleep at night knowing that you're taking money that is, you know, filthy, um, then that's fine. I, I think I could go to sleep at night. If you get if you said here you can have, you know, eight hundred K a week, and I know that's not what Hendo's gonna be making, but some of these players are. I mean, that's what Ronaldo's making a week. It's more than that. I don't know, man. I think I'd sleep okay, honestly. Cause I just take the money and, you know, if I'm making eight hundred K a week, I can give you. I can give six hundred k that away to charity or whatever else I want to fucking do. It's just I don't know. It doesn't move me that much, man. I know yeah. people get upset about it, but I'm just not sure that I give a fuck. You know? Yeah. Another player linked with Saudi is Willian. He's also considering <laughs> a move to Nottingham Forest. What a bastard! At, or staying at Fulham. Um, I'd like to see him stay in the Prem. We saw him have a big season with Fulham last year. They did lose a bunch of their attacking players, so if he leaves, there's a massive void for Fulham to fill in. Um, Mitrovic was also bidded on by a Saudi club for like 25 mil, which is a bit of a slap in the face, um, considering what he's been doing. But what do you think about William? Should he is he going to be the next one to go, or do you think he could he still could stay in the prem? I can totally see him leaving, Uh, but at the same time. I'll tell you what, man, he stayed in the Prem for so long at this point that I think there may be some underlying, you know, um, desire to to still remain competitive and, and win. And honestly, what I saw from him last year at Fulham, he scored some unbelievable goals. He played a lot and it looked like he had a considerable amount of, of gas left in the tank. So. I, for one, would would like to see him stay uh, in the Prem. I was not pleased with how he performed for us at Arsenal. Uh, But I do think Willian could be sound still uh, and do a job. I'd like him to stay at Fulham, honestly, for one. Uh, But if not Fulham, then maybe another club in the Prem. I think he's got gas left. Mm -hmm. And Yeah. yeah, uh... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 you go. Uh, the other thing was Wilf. I, I don't know if there's been any um, confirmation uh, or, or further discussion about where Zaha's going to go, but I know Saudi was interested in him as well. Yeah, he's a guy that hasn't decided his future yet. Um, it's looking more and more likely that he's probably going to leave Palace, which could be a massive drop for them because he was their top scorer the past couple seasons, and with the rise of Eze and Alisse, it might not be so bad, but that's a definite game changer for how Crystal Palace's team makes up it makeup is. Yeah. Um, the most recent word on Wilf is Al Nasser, which is the club that Ronaldo plays at. 
uh, withdrew from talks to sign Wilfred Zaha weeks ago because he was asking for too much money. I don't know what too much money is quantified as uh, with the Saudis. He must have asked for a billion dollars because anything like, you know, under a hundred million in a transfer fee or uh, a million a week is like fair game for them. They don't give a fuck. So he must have been asking for a lot. Um, and then the other thing that I heard about one of these Saudi clubs, and it actually was Al Nasser's, that they've been they've been banned from making any further transfers uh, for the moment. I don't know why or what really? happened, but the the word is that Al Nasser are not able to conduct transfer business as of this very moment. I saw that this morning. Damn. Yeah. So Fuck. I don't know. Let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. I miss I misspoke. They are banned by FIFA from registering players following Premier League following the Premier League transfer they just made. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure why, um, but it's something to keep your eye on because if it's happening to one Saudi club and probably right now the most high-profile Saudi club, um, there's no no saying you know about the other clubs this this could happen as well uh i have no idea fifa is well, strange too maybe they just want more money from saudi and then they'll allow it yeah another player that went to saudi at el halal to play with ruben neves and kaladu kulabali is uh milinkovic savage yeah from Lazio. another guy another guy that pretty in his prime croatian in that central midfield role he goes for 40 mil Another big player that's going there. That sucks. Um, yeah. What else? There's one other thing I saw. Uh, what do you think about this Dusan Vlahovic talks? Well, this so there... Juventus, yeah, yeah. with Chelsea, PSG. A lot of people have him ranked in like their top 10 strikers currently in the world. I don't know. I was, I was super high on him last season uh, before we started and, and got Jesus. Uh, because I thought he'd he'd be a great person to sort of replace uh, Giroud, right? He's larger, he's a good finisher, um, but we opted to go for for somebody a bit smaller. I I've seen a lot of tape on the guy. I I think he's extremely talented. I don't. Chelsea are in for him, or or they were considering him, uh, from what I heard. Uh, I I'm not sure that he's worth the. Probably r like roughly 70 mil price tag, if I had to guess. I mean, I know they were asking 74 million from Arsenal last season. So uh, I don't know what the number is right now. I can't imagine it would have changed that much. I'm not sure if he's worth all of that. I think they would be better off um, just saving the money, trying to work with what they have, or maybe even just Standing, going all out and, and trying to get Osiman because I think Osiman, in terms of Serie A strikers, uh, you're not going to get anything better. And I know Napoli don't want to get rid of him. I, I saw a quote from the the GM, but uh, I think I'd rather spend 150 on Osiman than 75 on Vlahovic. That's that's my take. Yeah, they want they want a world record fee for him if he's going to leave this year, which Osiman. nobody's going to touch. Um, well, if I somebody touches it, it would be Chelsea. No. Well, we're making the money now, so and that's what 
that's what Brighton are seeing because the whole Caicedo deal is a bit of a stall. Yeah. Between the clubs, they want closer to a hundred mil. I think we're offering seventy at the moment. So. Oh my. I definitely, I definitely do think the deal is going to get done by the end of the summer, and he's going to be a Chelsea player, which is going to be great to see. Um, I'm really hyped if we got Caicedo and Fernandez in the middle, with Nkunku in front, which would be incredible. But. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to cost a lot of money, and we're good for it at the moment. But yeah. um, a club that's having issues is PSG with Mbappe not signing a new deal. He said he signed a new deal last year, which was weird because last year everybody thought he was going to Madrid. Now they're at a standstill. The club wants him to sign a, an extension by a certain date, or else they're going to sell him. Mbappe's in the side where he has the power because he doesn't have to accept any leave. He could leave next summer for a free where PSG could lose over 100 mil in profit on him. Yeah. I mean, I I think it would be best. It wouldn't be best for PSG, but it would be best for Mbappe to just not sign an extension and ask out, refuse to play, and, and get to Madrid. This has been the word for like three years now. It's been longer than two years, honestly. And I just think that's where he wants to be. That's probably, he, he grew up, he was watching all of the unbelievable striking talent that Real Madrid have had throughout the years. And to be honest with you, talent-wise, he's probably better than all of them. So in my opinion, I just think you you send him there, um, you, you take the profit, whatever you can get. I'm, I'm sure it's still going to be an unbelievable amount of money that PSG are able to bring in. I know they want to keep him, but he's just he doesn't want to be there. So don't don't ruin um the potential profits and in, in turn probably ruin uh some of the prime years of Mbappe's career by by just making him play at a club he doesn't want to play at. I think it, it's time for Mbappe to move on and I think if you throw him into that Madrid side, they are automatically the favorite uh to win the Champions League next season and I, I just I would like to see it happen. I really, really would. I would still say Man City's the favorite. Uh, they can get fucked. I'm over that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that front three would be the best front three, though. Mbappe, Vinny Jr., and Rodrigo. That would, be, would the best. be just insane. The amount of blistering pace that teams would have to deal with. It does not matter who you have back there. Um, you are going to get fucking cooked by those three. Yeah, and it would be it would be a shock to Mbappe, I think, because he he runs PSG at the moment. Whereas yep. if he goes to Madrid, nobody's bigger than Madrid. We saw that with Ronaldo and uh, David Beckham, all these Gal- Galacticos. I mean, nobody was bigger than that club. Bale, we saw what happened to Bale. I mean, yeah, it would be a reality shock to him. And this is Ancelotti's last year there because he accepted the Brazil job Brazil, next yeah. season. So we're going to be seeing him in America next summer. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good, it would be a good thing for for Mbappe. I think he's got some growing up to do. Um, we've he's seen twenty four. No, I I know he he is young. He's younger than I am, but um, he's got some growing up to do in terms of maturity as a footballer. And I think having to put himself second, whereas he's probably put himself, he he definitely has put himself first, uh, which you have to do to a degree. But having to put himself second and being part of a unit, um probably in our lifetime the most successful football club we've ever seen right that that would be madrid in my opinion yeah um going there and being part of a larger thing a thing that is bigger than being the best player in the world or the second best player in the world whatever you want to call him um 
that'd be good. I think that's just would be a good thing for him, and I personally would would enjoy seeing that. I'd like to see Madrid getting a pure number nine back after losing. Well, he can play a couple of positions, but a real striker getting one uh, with the exit of Kareem Benzema. Yeah, uh, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about, and then we can wrap it up. But the for uh, Fabrizio uh, Mauricio Pochettino may was asked a question about Deli Alley. Oh, I saw this. And what's up with him? And he and Pochettino responded by saying that he's a he's a great guy, and he would reach out and give him a call and see how he's up to. And people have been interpreting that as potentially bringing him into this Chelsea team and revitalizing his career. He just came back from a loan at Besiktas. He's currently an Everton player with Sean Dyche. Um, and as of today, he came out with an interview with Gary Neville yep. on his Overlap show, and I haven't watched it yet. But um, what do you think about that whole situation with Deli Alley? Do you think, obviously, working with Pochettino, he could revitalize something? Or do you think it was just like a friendly type of catch-up thing? Because he said he hasn't talked to him in years. No, I, I do think um, Deli Alley's got some juice left in the tank. I mean, if you watched... If you watched Deli Alley when he was at the peak of his powers, there were not any other midfielders who were doing what he was doing with the frame that he has. He's tall. He's extremely skilled with the ball at his feet. I mean, very, very skilled, the foot skill-wise. And he's a good finisher. Um, his passing leaves a bit to be desired, but he's he's flashy. He's, he's full of flair. Um, I think he could probably do a job at Chelsea, especially off the bench. Um, but... In terms of the interview, I watched it this morning. Um, he's lived a tough life. There's a lot of things in that interview that I did not know about Deli Alley. Um, and and to kind of put it into perspective with his career drop-off, it, it's tough. He has lived a tough life in football. Um, he has lived a tough life off the pitch from a very, very, very young age. Um, and I would encourage everybody to to get a hold of that interview and and sit down and watch it. It's a bit emotional. It, it's it's terrible. A lot of the things that have happened to him, uh, and I won't I won't say any of it. I'll let you guys watch it yourselves because it is it is worth uh, watching that. But yeah, I I think uh, it would be great to see Deli Ali sort of come back to his. Uh, not not his peak of power because his his finest years are probably behind him, but it would be great uh, to see Deli Alley come back and and perform with a new look Chelsea, especially uh, under a boss like Mauricio Pochettino, who adored him as we know uh, during his time at at Spurs. Yeah, that's all I had on my list. Yeah, so the episode right around 45 minutes. Uh, we knew, Matt and I knew this would be uh, a shorter show just because of the limited uh, transfer news. I'm thinking next week we'll, we'll have to figure out something different to do unless there's a ton of of just crazy breaking ones that we need to discuss. Um, but, you know, thank you guys for tuning into this one. Hopefully the audio quality wasn't too bad. Uh, we're... Matt was recording for a couple of weeks because I got a new PC and I needed to set everything up. Uh, I'm back recording and we tried our best to level things out. So you'll have to let us know in the comments how things sound. Um, but in the meantime, make sure you check us out on social media at Post20Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find all past episodes of the show on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And again, I appreciate you guys listening. 
Um, and I guess we will talk to you next week. Take care.